Hi, I'm Luke. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> Hello, welcome to the In a Good Way podcast. I'm your host, Pratik, and I'm here with Jacob, also known as Jacob Dylan, Bob Dylan's son. That's a. Uh, so my name is Jacob Dylan. With a he spells it with K, but my dad decided he didn't want to curse me with a K there, and mm. Bob Dylan's pretty cool. And Pratik has been talking a lot recently so he's mr backfire effect because he he loves that effect I that paper think, is his favorite i actually think the paper was completely he, he, useless he read a paper and... against the backfire effect and that's what he's talking about he thought that was terrible i the paper was ter- like really really terrible and uh, missile if you're listening to this then uh, <laughs> i just want to say that um like i it could have been better. Like there, there's no scientific proof to support it, and it's very flimsy. But um, the grammar scared Pratik away. Very. very. Um, but besides that, we have a very special guest here, and incredibly um, special. Not just anyone. Not Luke. Not Peter. <laughs> Are you trying to roast Luke and Peter? <laughs> no, nothing against them. But we have the Pope. Not just Hi. any Pope. Min Khan. The Pope. And. Yeah, you know, his name's hyphenated, so he gets to count as two guests. I am two guests, because I am Mincon and I am the Pope. Yeah. Well, today we have a very special episode for you, and um, we have a lot of uh, unique topics, but um, we're going to start off with something that has been on a lot of people's minds this week. It's one of the worst things ever. <laughs> Jacob has very strong opinions of it, and it is the daylight saving time. Yeah, just messes up your night. You Horrible. wake up in the morning, all the clocks are wrong, you gotta fix them. So before we kind of go into the pros and cons, I kind of want to talk about why, or um, the origin story of it. So many people Ooh, credit like Benjamin Franklin. Many people credit Benjamin Franklin with the actual, um, kind of, the guy who he, uh, created the idea of it. But um, what's more funny is that he actually wrote about it as a joke. He kind of made it to make fun of, like, a group of, a group of people. So... It's not really, again, his idea, but the main purpose of it is just to, you know, make people use more, uh, kind of make use of their day, uh, daylight time. Yeah, it's, and from what we've read, it's actually a myth that it was made to give farmers extra time in the sun to work out in the field. And that makes sense to me because I've always had trouble with that explanation because farmers just get up when the sun is. They don't, they don't get up at like seven o'clock exactly every day. They get up when they see the light. Yeah, it's kind of been one of those things that, you know, once has been implemented, people just kind of... But they don't do it in Arizona. Yeah. yeah. Arizona is one of the only states in the U.S. where it doesn't happen. You know what? Shout out Arizona. I'm proud of you guys. That's the one thing I am I can credit to Arizona. <laughs> Spring training baseball. No one cares about baseball. <laughs> Everyone cares about baseball. No one cares about come, baseball. What do you think? About daylight savings? Yes. yes. <laughs> I think it's kind of dumb. I, why are we in the wrong time for eight months out of the year? Why are we only in the actual time for from November to February? It makes no sense. It's well, true. then, like, it just feels so wrong. Like, I feel like if it was always this time, it would be all right. But now I feel like there's so much less sunset right now. There's sunlight, and it really bugs me that it gets dark so soon. If it was always like this, I'd probably be all right with it. Or if it was always the other way. I just don't like that it changes. Yeah. Cuts an hour of sleep for me one night, adds an hour of sleep another night. I'll well, just take I'm the normal the amount of sleep every no, no, time. No, I'm, I mean, I'm not complaining about that. But why don't we change it every day so you can get an extra hour of sleep every day, Pratik? Because then I'll have no daylight. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, yeah, that's uh, another terrible idea from Jacob, but... Um, hey. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jacob. You have some of the <laughs> best ideas fault. ever. Um, hey, sometimes <laughs> the ideas I give sarcastically get used by people. Yeah, and that's what happened with Benjamin Franklin. Yeah. So you guys have a lot in common, apparently. My best bud. <laughs> I, too, fly kites with keys attached and lightning storms. Well, there you have it, guys. If anyone wants to do that with me, next Saturday. Uh, okay. I'm Kite flying. kindly have to pass Jacob away. That's just, it's it's a little. We could get electrocuted though. That's like where it's at. Why didn't you tell me before? I'm completely <laughs> yeah, in now. It'll be awesome. It'll be an electrifying experience. But on the electrifying note, um... no, no, this. Sorry, <laughs> daylight savings time. I did want to say it's not even that deep seated. It began in the U.S. in 2007. 2007? I know it's so recent. It's like last year. Maybe that's the cause of the of the economic crisis <laughs> maybe that's what happened might be too fresh a wound for some people to bring that up <laughs> it's been it's been so like, what, what are some years? pros of daylight savings time well i mean if we're uh, on the basis of like the economy it does help economy right because you have later daylights so that means you have more people shopping after work you have more time to do stuff and also it promotes active lifestyles because when the day is lighter later, people tend to participate in more outdoor activities after work. And there's also like research to support this as well. Um, but I think the most, uh, the biggest argument for it is um, that it promotes safety. I mean, you have longer daylight hours, so that makes driving safer. You have less accidents. And um, overall, oh. it just boosts like the health of the nation. Oh, wait, this is really interesting. So daylight savings time, as we know it, was not proposed by Ben Franklin. Necessarily. It was proposed by a New Zealand entomologist named George Vernon Hudson, who wanted longer hours to study insects. Yeah, exactly. So, that's so if y'all are studying insects during daylight savings time, you have him to thank. That's what I was kind of saying. A lot of people credit Benjamin Franklin, but the Not whole point really. is he kind of meant it as a joke, so he wasn't have to be serious at all. And um, on that note, I kind of want to talk about some of the cons of daylight saving time, um, which are that it does drop productivity. And it is really expensive. I mean, it costs the Americans $1.7 billion in lost opportunity cost. Now, that's insane. What do you think about that, Jacob? That's a lot uh, of money. That's yeah. really a lot of opportunity cost to be having. <laughs> I'm sure Miss <laughs> Meek would be really proud of me. I think yeah. another con, too, is it's just bad for your health. It will mess up with your sleep patterns, you know, the circadian rhythm. Yeah. It's just when you when you <laughs> when you miss an hour in the spring, you just cut an hour from your sleep. It just just mess up now, your natural clock. I'm gonna drop some amazing statistics right now. Okay, so just hear me out. Okay, so one study found that, and I quote, the risk of a heart attack increases ten percent the Monday and Tuesday following the springtime change. Oh, no. Yeah. That's insane. I better 10%. watch out. <laughs> well, Wait, that's really that's insane. I actually yeah. am really surprised. That's at really that. bad. I wonder how many people get heart attacks. Yeah, I read another that. study that that's said dangerous. that suicides also increased after in the, on that Monday after in the spring. It's pretty serious. Wow, that's not all right. Yeah, daylight savings times kills. So, yes. I think we DLST. made our opinion about daylight saving time clear. Yeah. it's it's not. You cool. can you can use that anchor thing and send us your voice opinions about it. Yeah. We might listen to them. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> They're in a good but mood. How do you think we go on about changing us. it? Like uh, I don't... Well, I mean, I would say, well, you know, Arizona never had it, right? Or did they have it and get rid of it? They don't do it, and they're still able to work with everywhere else. 
uh, I didn't actually know they didn't do it until one time I was driving to California for a music festival, and they were already, like, the time change was already there. Hmm. So that was interesting. It was already the same time as um, as Pacific would have been. So that was pretty cool. Daylight savings times doesn't even matter for people near the equator because the sun sunlight doesn't change as much around oh. there. And then it doesn't matter for people near the poles because the sunlight like changes so extremely there that daylight savings times doesn't make it more consistent. Yeah. So it's only for people in the US and Europe in that like latitude yeah. range that it actually and not all parts of Arizona even have daylight savings. It's really weird. Like most of it parts of Arizona have it? Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Wow. I'm less excited about Arizona than I was before. Yeah, Arizona, I'm sorry, but... But that's really bad. Within the same state, they're different times. Yeah. Yeah. If you, like, drive somewhere to maybe go get a slushie at the Sonic if (laughs) it's not open in one area. If they have Sonics in Arizona, I just... It's also just confusing. There's this one political party in Australia. It's like daylight savings times for Queensland, but they only want it for like the city, but not in the metro, the (laughs) the rest of the area, the province. Because you know who else doesn't have daylight saving time? Where? Hawaii. Hawaii. Oh, I was. That's because that's an idyllic place, anyways. Except when the volcanoes are going. (laughs) Okay. Um, But on that note, you know what? I'm really proud of you, Hawaii. Yes. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think one thing that we kind of want to make clear is, um, or kind of go back to, is that in this generation, especially like with all the, you know, the social movements that are going on, if we really want to make a change, then we can. Daylight savings time movement. And that's why, the, in a getaway make podcast, signs, protests, daylight is, savings time. Then a getaway podcast is going to. If you guys are interested, email in, politicians. Just email us, actually, guys. Email Pratik and I. No, I think yeah. we, we have a good hashtag too. Hashtag DST kills. <laughs> yes. You know what? We read you That's guys' assist- statistics. It's it's factual. Yeah. yeah. We got to take action right now. I don't know it's about imperative. that one. Right now. I don't know if it's that imperative. <laughs> Found an activist club. Okay, so next we're gonna move on to our morality discussion segment. And this one has a really interesting concept. We're going to discuss um, not thinking whether religion is true, but the merits of religion on people, regardless of the truth of the actual religion and which religion it is. So we decided to talk about this because we were reading a quote from the it, the English ethnologist and evolutionary biologist and author, Richard Dawkins, who's an atheist, <laughs> yeah. who recently said that ending religion would be bad for society. Even though he personally doesn't believe in it, he thinks that without religion, people would have excuses to do bad things, and many of them would live worse lifestyles. So I wanted to open this up to Pratik to give his opinions. Well, personally, I kind of agree with Richard Dawkins. Like, I think regardless of whether um, you're atheist, um, agnostic, or you are religious, whatever you may be, Religion kind of gives that moral framework for society, or at least meaning. for some people. Yeah. Again, if you're agnostic or um, atheist, then normally most people have their own ethical framework. Yeah. Because um, you still have to believe in but something. Much of ethics, even for agnostics and atheists, I think is informed by many of the precepts in world religions. Yes, I agree. And I think that... Um, Religious often kind of uh, gets scrutinized for all of the, like it's, sometimes it's strictness, 
but um, it also helps keeps moral like morality in society, and specifically like not even I'm not even talking about a general like macro level, but like micro level. So let's think about like like us. We're just three students, right? Yeah. But um, we know not to do certain things, and whether that may be because of our upbringing or um, religion or our beliefs, there is still that values that we hold that we believe are essential or um, really like uh, we believe are a part of ourselves. So, what do you think about this, Mencon? Um. Well, when I think about this topic, what comes up in my mind is Pascal's wager, which basically states that like you can either believe in God. <laughs> Or you can not believe in God, and then there's a God, or there isn't a God, right? And if you believe in God and there is a God, then you're good. And if you believe in God and there's not a God, then it doesn't matter because nothing will, bad will happen to you. But if you believe in, but if you don't believe in God, and there is a God, then you're about to be punished, right? And then if you don't believe in God and there is no God, then you're fine. So therefore, it's more beneficial for you to believe in God than isn't. So that's just a logical way to come to the fact that religion is important. Yeah. And on that note, here's what I have to say. So um, I do agree with you to an extent, but I think that regardless of whether you believe in religion or not, I think the whole point is you should still have some moral framework, regardless yeah. of yeah. whether well, it's religion or your upbringing. I think a really great example of this would be my favorite author is Kurt Vonnegut, and he's a well-known atheist, but one of his... One of his things he writes about in his book, A Man Without a Country, is how um, Jesus' words in the Beatitudes are some of the most beautiful things ever and how, for anybody, they're important words to live by. And I think that's really interesting that something like that could be so important to him and influential in decision-making. So I think regardless of whether you're religious or not, the words and especially a lot of the parables in many religions can help teach moral lessons i agree yeah mm -hmm. for sure um and i'm going to relate this again to a little bit more of a um, contemporary example um and <laughs> yeah exactly i'm, I'm going to relate to kanye so um kanye west uh, uh, we've i'm sure all of you guys are aware of like his recent transformation into um kind of more believing especially in... if you listen to the last episode yes shout out <laughs> jesus is king um great album <laughs> but um my point isn't the fact that he believes in God, uh, in Jesus now or um, whether he did or not before. The whole point is that he's finally come to understand. Uh, he finally has something that to rely on now. Well, like, um, and it helped him get through his hospital stay too. Yeah. So the whole mental like uh, re like for example, he had a lot of mental struggles, and um, I think anyone that has mental health should definitely like get um, should definitely get help and take care of themselves first. But um, one thing that really helps with that is simply just. Taking a taking a second to understand that, hey, maybe there is something that um, is superior or like everything is not on me. I can kind of just you know relax a little and um, let God or superior being or, or whatever you believe in, just kind of let the control like do whatever whatever do my best and then let whatever happens happen. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you mentioned Kanye West, but there's a whole genre of music, Christian exactly. contemporary music out there that really does that for a lot of people. I like I listen to all types of Christian contemporary. Lecrae is That's Christian rap. It is really good. Um, there's this one Canadian band, Critical Mass, that's Christian metal. Christian, I listen to Christian rock, Christian hip-hop. There's a lot of different genres out there, but they're all united by that message that you're not alone and the problems that you face, other people have faced them too. 
And so I think that's that's part of the power of Christian contemporary music is that it allows it it gives you an escape in a way because you're a lot you can listen to this music and feel connected to people. And, and these morals exist in so many different religions too all around the world. Yeah. And the fundamental of pretty much every religion is to be good to other people. I agree. Yeah. And um but I think the only thing that I kind of have to add for to both of you guys' points is that it doesn't necessarily have to be the religion that forms your moral framework. Yeah. yeah. Which kind of, like, for example, I was listening to a um, musician t- um, today, and I showed um, Jacob, too. Oh, yeah, you were playing. Yeah. So he's a really great uh, singer. Um, and But the whole point that I kind of like re- really resonate with his music is he talks a lot about pain and um, like how to get over it and what he's feeling. And it's just one way to get uh, his emotions out. Mm-hmm. And that's how he keeps himself sane and, you know, mm-hmm. keeps himself like, hey, I'm going to still try to do the best for society and myself and my family, mm-hmm. even though I've been through whatever I've been through. Well, I think music like that has such a profound effect on the person writing it and keeping them together, but also hearing about what other people have gone through, how they dealt with it, how and they are now, and seeing them triumph through these emotions to be successful with their music and being able to relate to them is really important to people i think music can be a good guidepost and it goes much beyond that as well i think it goes also into um literature especially um and i think that's i think that's a perfect transition to our next topic into our next topic yeah this one was thought of we were going through hamlet recently and the quote to be or not to be is so well known in English. So we were wondering what that might have to say about the English language and those who speak it. That one of the most popular English quotes ultimately relates to suicide in the play. What does that say about... No, what's that say about English language? What, what do I think? Yeah. Well, I think that the it's not just English specifically but all humans the the question about suicide of death of what happens afterwards that's just appealing to us and like that's why this question to be or not to be to live in this world or to die quickly and go to the and go to the next life that's just really that just speaks to a lot of people because of the hardships of life like life is difficult you know yeah and it's remained difficult all these years, just in different ways, and more complex ways. In many yeah. Ways. Yeah. And before I kind of transition into um, more of like the kind of comparing it to like contemporary um, music and also just a literature, I kind of want to you like uh, bring up a quote that I read today. Um, okay. And it says that um, that life is so hard, death must be so easy. And I'm paraphrasing here, but basically, I think that's something that's very profound. Yeah, because it says um, death's got to be easy because life is harder. I think people need to be able to look at it and see what they've been given in life and be able to realize, yes, it may seem easier, but ultimately, it's not just you who you're taking out of the world. When someone commits suicide, they're not just ending their own life. They're ruining the lives of their family, their friends. They're hurting so many people through their one action and it's just so genuinely harmful yeah i'm not um i'm not saying advocating for suicide anyway well, but, not. but i'm just saying that i think it's kind of really interesting to kind of um see how that message of again in our inner fantasy with our fantasization with um death and um 
really the curiosity about it has extended since pretty much the beginning of life. Yeah, it's something that humans have always been curious about. It's about we we're always left thinking, what's next, and well, yeah. I think it's also important to note that in the most famous example of this, the one that started mm-hmm. this all, to be or not to be, Hamlet answers that by saying that the only reason we don't commit suicide is because we're afraid of what's coming next. There's no, he doesn't come up with any moral argument or anything. He just says it's cowardice. So I think that's pretty profound that mm-hmm. the quote that every single person knows, to be or not to be, the real answer to that is just just because we're scared. Yeah. And- also, Hamlet's state of mind when he's saying it is not the best. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but that's I, also all of us. Like, we're guess, always scared. I guess something else that could be interesting to this is do most people who quote this know that it's about suicide? Or do they just think it's some basic thing to be or not to be? As far as quotes go, that's not very difficult to memorize. To be completely honest, when I first heard of it, I was I would say I probably I was in sixth grade. Okay. And so I definitely did not know the actual connotation of it, but um, yeah. You thought you sounded cool when you said it? It, yeah. d- it definitely sounded cool, <laughs> I mean, to be honest. Yeah, I gotcha. To be or not to be. Quoting Shakespeare. Just look how amazing that is. It sounds amazing, but um, I thought it was honestly um, talking about, hey, whether you want to be like your true self or not. Mm. I thought of a different interpretation. Maybe I didn't really... true life. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean... Eventually, I did definitely discover it if it was yeah. about that. And um, honestly, I don't think my opinion of it changed that much, though. I think it's still, regardless of whether you're talking about suicide or... the or the, anything. Yeah. yeah, it's still the uncertainty that surrounds us as humans. Mm-hmm. And I think um, I'm going to kind of move on to the contemporary uh, examples and compare it to um, Jesus Walks by Kanye West. Critique's <laughs> So, uh, I'm going to read a, a little lyric here. It goes, we at war. We at war with terrorism, racism. But most of all, we at war with ourselves. And I think that quote, honestly, perfectly exa- um, represents society today. Well, and also, this quote, to be or not to be. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It's talking about the same concept, but at the same time, it's taking into account the fact that, hey, There's we something. are literally at war with others yeah but most of all well yeah and that can apply on a macro level in a country but especially on like hamlet hamlet has so much going on around him but he's also at war with himself and his own suicidal yeah. tendencies and depression which is true for so many people yeah and it's all about how we embrace that how we um respond to uh, like tragedy or triumph mm. it's at the end of the day you have to be the best version of yourself. And that's much easier said than done, especially for me. But um, again, there are many different ways to talk about that. So um, I think another example in literature is... Um, is this quote from Charles Dickens in A Christmas Carol. There's nothing in the world so irresistibly contagious as laughter and good humor. And that's, that's much lighter than I love me some Charles be, Dickens, so, to be honest. Yeah, so profound. Amazing writer, author, brilliant. Very wordy, though, because he was paid by the word, so he, he put a lot of words in his book. <laughs> yeah. But it's brilliant literature. Um, I was paid by the word. I would be putting the word <laughs> dead in front of everything. I really wish you read Charles Dickens more in school, but, um, yeah, what do you think, about, what do you think, Mincon, that's really special about this quote? I think it says that laughter is contagious, right? And so that's that's pretty good because laughter really is, you know, the best medicine. And whenever you have any... 
anything you need to get off your get out of your system, get off your chest. Laughter really helps with that. Just make, cracking jokes and being with people that you know you can just be stupid around and just laugh. That, yeah, it helps yourself and the people around you. That reminds me of um, I actually had a conversation with someone about this uh, earlier or earlier this week at lunch. Um, I think at lunch one thing that's really special is um, that. It's kind of the break in the middle of the day. Whatever is going on or whatever's been going on throughout your uh, outside of school, um, before school, after school, whatever, however many tests you have, it's a one kind of like the, the, the kind of the lunch, right? You're eating yeah. food, but you're with your friends and you can just laugh all your pain away. I have away. a really good example. Like last week uh, during lunch, we had a lot of tests that day and we were going to go to another test, but instead of doing anything productive, we just threw around a Tupperware container at each other's heads. It was great. <laughs> okay, remember, Ritik and I were not involved. The in a good way podcast does not condone this. Yeah. Tupperware is dangerous. It's an empty Tupperware container. Hashtag Tupperware kills. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was fun, though. We laughed. We had a good time. And good. that's that's... Basically it. You That's just laugh and you... Well, when you get that close, you're never going to learn anything new, so why not yeah. put yourself in a good mindset? By yeah. throwing Tupperware containers at people's heads. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, again, I, I'm kind of... Uh, I really feel kind of like forced to say this, but um, just as a reminder, remember... Don't do try not, this at home. Do not try this at home. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's cool. <laughs> just stay safe. Have fun. Ha like, laugh a lot, but... Um, don't throw maybe stuff. maybe something like a stress ball. No, yeah. no, no. Yeah. Yeah. Something, something really less soft. Yeah, soft. soft. And then throw it lightly. Don't, maybe don't a pillow pad. To, don't don't throw mini it. pillow. I'm down for pillow pads. Yeah. Pillow pads. Bring pillow pads to school and throw them yeah. around. Yeah. Yeah. Politely, yeah. politely. Pillow politely. fights. And not at toss, not yeah, throw. Toss. Underhand. Oh yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that's our advice. But pillow pads. Yeah. Yeah. Last is a contagious concept. Um, but this last quote I want to talk about is kind of um. A little special than the others. Um, it's about a recently um, deceased rapper, um, Mac Miller, and uh, the it's a, a quote. For, it's a lyric from a song that's called "Live Free," and the song the lyric goes, "Hating's what they do, but you gotta keep a smile. Stay up on your move. Live free, live free, live free, live free." And um, so Mac Miller, I'm sure as you guys all know, um, recently, or actually not recently, but it's been a, it's been a year, couple, but couple years. Yeah, a couple of years, but he passed away, and um, he passed away at, at an exceptionally young age, which um, really sucks, and it hurt many, um, many uh, students and also peers in our generation a lot, because he was one of those rappers or uh, and musicians that really spoke about their feelings and what this generation was feeling, and one of his kind of his underlying messages was, again, hating's what they do, but you got to keep a smile, and I think that's something we should all take away. And incorporate into our everyday lives, regardless of whose day or whether. Well, the or day... if it's just something that's depressing, you exactly. Know, being tough. You just gotta it's stay gotta, above it. Just gotta keep a smile yeah. and laugh. So the other quote that we found is from F. Scott Fitzgerald in *The Great Gatsby*, and it's "And so with the sunshine and the great bursts of leaves growing on the trees, just as things grow in fast movies, I had that familiar conviction that life was beginning over again with the summer." And beautiful. we chose this because, yeah, it's just beautiful. And this belief in rebirth and the springtime, new things growing, is so essential new to starts. people. Yeah, new starts. Yeah. And one of the things we thought that's really connected well with is a quote from Bob Dylan, my favorite musician. Mm, okay. In It's Alright, Ma, I'm Only Bleeding. 
which is he not busy being born is busy dying. And I think this is really true. Being born could be learning, starting um, new friendships and relationships, getting to know more about your society, anything you're interested in. Even yourself. Yeah, yourself. Anything, just learning stuff, expanding yeah. what you know, what you can do. All that stuff is equivalent to being born. And when you're not doing that, what are you doing? Yeah. In fact, the tagline for the Plano East Math Club is a quote from Professor Kotwitz, one of our, one of my favorite teachers of all time. It's, She's awesome. Yeah. The, mo- the moment you stop learning, you start dying. It's It yeah. basically connects with everything you said before, and I think she summed it up in a beautiful way. Yeah. So. I love that. I think that's amazing. Mm-hmm. It applies to everything. Um, yeah. And the whole point about, I think, about learning is um, that a lot of people that, uh, I, and even it took me, I don't, probably don't even understand it until this point, is, um, or actually I still don't understand it, is you gotta, learning is something that you can do at every single second. And it's not something that you have to be a specific place for or a specific time or anything. It's just something you can do for the sake of learning and growing your own, your, your personality for your own self. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really, it's really beautiful. It's one of the things that I think makes us human. Yeah. But um, on that note, I think we're going to transition into, I think many of you guys have, this is your favorite segment, <laughs> especially after last week's segment, we have Absurd <laughs> References. So this one, we have, again, some special guests here. We got Min Khan, the Pope. And Min Khan started a Rubik's Cube club yeah. at our school. So that I did. we wanted to ask him, why are so many people interested in Rubik's Cubes when the solution is so widely known and publicized? Well, really, there are like competitive Rubik's Cube, speed cubing, that's what we call it. So speed cubing, there's kind of... Well, cubing in general, there's two sides of it. There's like the speed cubing side of it, and then there's the 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 learning about the mechanisms of the cube right so one aspect of the appeal is that you can learn to solve it faster and faster right when i first when i got my first cube it was a christmas present from my dad in sixth grade and i didn't know how to solve it so i looked it up and i learned it in about a month and then i just sat there with my around like my times i got my times down to a minute and i was like this is good enough and then in ninth grade i picked it up again and I just, the way that your your times can improve just because you understand things differently about the cube, it was really, really fun to learn new methods, to learn new, to learn new algorithms and create a different intuition of the cube. It's just, that's part of the appeal there. And so that's why so many of the, so many of the official events the World Cube Association has are speed cubing events. But one of the other ones that I wanted to bring up was fewest move challenge in which you try to create you try to you're given a scramble and an hour and you have to come up with the shortest solution possible in that hour and it's just it's fascinating that because you're you're trying to create intuitive moves that solve the cube and like to to an outsider looking in on it it makes no sense so i think that's a big part of the appeal and mincon i'm gonna ask you another question before Mm -hmm. um I kind of bring up another article. Um, is Rubik's Cube a metaphor for life? I think it can be. I think in it, a way. it can you it can talk about different ways in which you experience uh, uh, different people can be given the same scramble but solve it the same way. Just like different people, the same life experiences, but they have different personalities, so they'll approach it a different way, and they'll learn different things from it. 
it's about problem solving. It's about stuff like that. Just it's it's a beautiful metaphor, beautiful metaphor for life. Yeah, and there are about forty three quintillion possible solutions yeah. to a Rubik's wow. cube. So I mean, think about that. There are so many ways to live life, but not even just that to live a good life that work for different people. Yeah. No, that's for how many people on earth there are. Yeah. We're all trying to come to the same to the same goal, a solved cube, but we all approach it a different way. That's beautiful. Forty three quintillion different ways. Oh. I read an article about this, um, and I think I got I got a similar. Um, it was again. It was about um, is Rubik's cube a metaphor for life? And I had it, it kind of got a, like a similar takeaway that Mincon had. But another point that I brought was that I thought was really interesting is there's a kid inside of all of us, and I think we take life too seriously. So um, someone once told me that um, deep down, people don't change; they just get taller, right? So what that means is, in my opinion, is once you even grow up, you still exemplify those primary emotions. And um, it's all about the. We, sometimes we disguise it better. Sometimes we, you know, we are, we are awkward about it. Whatever it may be, we're still those same children inside. And another part of this metaphor I want to bring up is that people don't think people people don't people when you're first given a challenge or something, it may seem impossible to you, but there's always an analytical way of solving it, right? There's always a solution, like social cues. It might be hard to learn, but you can get through it. Yeah, just it's it's all about like the fact that humans have a natural tendency to overthink life. Just simplify it down. It's all about life. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all about the the things that we kind of um, yeah. take for granted. Yeah. If you go to Plano East, come to Rubik's Cube Club every Wednesday <laughs> after school from four thirty to five thirty before two two two. And that is one thing that In A Good Way podcast does support. Rubik's Cube Club? We will support yeah. that. We won't support the throwing... Um, <laughs> Tupperware? Yeah. We're we're throwing, Tupperware we were throwing Cube it very Club. lightly. There was no damage involved. That's what they all say. <laughs> I love how you said damage, like about humans. Like, you know, yeah. it's not something you would kind of talk about humans-wise. Like, it's injuries, right? But, like, yeah. I love damage. Thank not you. like that. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> but, yeah, um... We have a lot of questions for you, Man Khan. Our, our guests oh. are really excited. I'm oh, yeah, excited. these are, I'm excited these are for all of us, but especially Man Khan. Oh. Yeah. So, the first one, you want, you want to ask it? Okay, Man Khan, what is the best advice you can give underclassmen? Enjoy these years while they last, and try to make the most out of it. Try to go out and experience different things. That's my advice. What about you, Jacob? Yeah, I think, I mean, I agree with Man Khan. You really... You're going to get stressed at times, but most of the time you're stressing about things that in the whole scale of your life don't matter as much. You should definitely still try, but you shouldn't get overstressed about it. You really do need to enjoy the time you have with these people because I'm going to really miss you guys. And really, all, all my other friends going to be tough. Uh, I'll miss you too. And you. So, yeah, um... But it, it, in all seriousness, I think that's something that um, us seniors are thinking about a lot these yeah. days. And we'll, mm-hmm. and we'll think about it more in second semester, but it's all about, yeah. hey, you've spent your whole high school career with these group of people, um, this group of people, and um, these teachers even. Yeah. And, um, oh, yeah, there are definitely some teachers I'm really going to miss. Yeah. Sure. But um, it's just enjoy it while it lasts. And mm-hmm. remember... In the grand scheme of things, the only thing that really matters is if you're the best version of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. 
So this next question, also from Incon, we decided on this question. We took the Cards Against Humanity first expansion, and we went through the black cards and found the singular card that is applicable and appropriate for children. And, so, <laughs> and this has a question mark at the end. Uh, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah, that was important. That was the only reason. So what is the gift that keeps on giving? You know, I'm going to say Rubik's Cubes. They always, you, there's always more to do with them. There's always something else you can do, something else you can learn about that will teach you about yourself. Mm. What, what about you, Jacob? What do you think? I would say an electric guitar. Oh. You can do, you get one, you can do so much with that guitar. You learn every, you can learn so much on standard tuning. Then one of the songs I've recently been doing, you have to tune it all down a half step to E flat. That opens oh. a whole nother oh, no. range of possibilities. Oh, no. And then you can get the effects pedals. That opens another range of possibilities. There's just so much you can do with that one guitar. And it's really cool. So I have two answers to this. Um, One of them is something that I think that applies to more uh, more people. And I think that's something that's kind of a more serious answer. But I'm going to start off with the other answer, which is uh, music. I kind of agree with Jacob. It's music is something that... um, A good record. (laughs) A good record, whatever you want to call it. It's something that's always constantly evolving, but the whole point of it still remains the same. It's people just like you trying to get out their feelings and something that we can all relate to. But the the other one, the other answer I had was, it's your passion. Whatever it may be for each um, and every one of us, it's your passion because that's something that you will never ever give up on and that's something you will always enjoy doing. For so sure. just find that. Mm-hmm. And um, this last question is something that um, we've all been very excited for. So, Minkan, I'm going to ask you this first. Monopoly or the game of life? Monopoly for sure. Okay, that's it. No way. Oh, my goodness. Game of life is where it's at. Monopoly... Monopoly makes and breaks relationships. You you no. conquer that. Uh, you conquer hey, that board. You know what? Minkan? We have Game of Life on the Wii. Okay, it's on the Wii and board. There is they Monopoly don't, don't on the Wii. Yes, there is I'm Monopoly on Wii. I'm not paying for that. I play Monopoly on Wii. I have Monopoly on Wii. Game of Life. I can't believe so. I'm the one that has to break this out here. But um, <laughs> you what's your what? opinion? Okay. I think there's no question Wait. about it. I'm sorry, Minkan. There's no question about it, right? Monopoly. No. no. I'm Y'all really are sorry, but disab. Point. It has to be the game of life. No, no. Look at the look at the. Probably you just go by Park yeah, Place like, and Boardwalk. Yeah. Okay, look. Well, those there's only those only two squares out of the forty on the board. There's that's guys, guys, such guys. a low chance. Okay, wait, let's let's settle this like gentlemen. Okay, see where we are. Let's use this game of Rock'em Sock'em Robots. I'll commentate. You two can okay. Hash okay. out your differences. And see, this is a very very special game okay. we're gonna have here. Jacob is gonna live commentate. The live match. commentate. So if you don't know what Rock'em Sock'em Robots is. It's um, two little robot guys. Uh, you, you can look this up, actually. It's You'll find an image online. Okay. So, okay. let's get going. I want to put your guys far away. I want a good, clean fight. Okay. No, um, no throwing stuff at each other's eyes like Tupperware. No, that. <laughs> just, just, just hands. Good, clean fight. You're about to catch these hands. <laughs> okay. You know what I'm doing? We're going. Are you doing best out of three? Best, you best out, of out of three. Okay. Three, two. One jump. Okay, we got them in there. Oh, oh, oh okay. that was fast. One, that was a fast actually. one. That yeah. was really fast. Okay, Pratik won. Me. <laughs> I'm okay, Pratik is still punching, and he's already won. You know what? Okay. I'm calling this right now. It's it's what is Rock'em Sock'em Robot Gate. That's what this is. Right okay, now. we're gonna count down it's one big. more time. Possibly one more time. Maybe two more times. Three, two, one, go. Red Rocker's punching the uh, 
whatever the blue one's called on its back in the face repeatedly, but the head is not going up. Oh, the blue one's punching too. A lot of punching. Just a bunch of punching. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. They're just kind of moving around. Uh, the board's falling off the table now. Um, oh my goodness. Okay. Oh, that's Boutique it. Is one. You're disappointed. I'm gonna okay. catch you in Monopoly. I'm Game of life. All I'm gonna say is, in real life, you don't want to kiss these hands. <laughs> in real life, Pratik wouldn't do anything that dangerous. <laughs> no, I would just give you a high five. That's what I meant. Yes. Yeah. Or a For sure. Ball. For sure. In real life, we would never punch each other's heads repeatedly. Yeah. 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 We would just play Monopoly if we hit it. Or the game, no. the game of life. Mostly the game of no, life. Mostly the game of life. But yeah. mo but if you wanted a real game, you'd play Monopoly. I don't know about <laughs> that one. Game of Life's pretty good. But yeah, um, anyone that wants to catch these hands, just contact us and we'll... Boys play oh, Game no. of Life, men play Monopoly. <laughs> no! <laughs> On that note, I, I think we're going to transition yeah. to the dedication okay. to this podcast. Okay, so this podcast is dedicated to Madison's countless ideas for the next episode. I've been hearing a new topic a day for the past week. It's been... That's it's gonna be a good impressive. episode. Yeah, I I've never thought of that many topics. <laughs> yeah, um, and the podcast is also dedicated to the candy that was left in the library when we recorded the last episode with Luke and Peter. That was amazing candy, by the way. Really, I really, really appreciate that. It's also dedicated to the kids from Plano West who are trying to get PISD to switch from Whiz Quiz to Quiz Bowl, but don't know how to talk to adults. Thank you. I didn't say That's, that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know about this one. <laughs> And it's um, it's also dedicated to most importantly, the one person that made a meme about us. Seriously, yes, we greatly Thank appreciate you so that. much. Great. I think we and finally have clout, or yes, I, you which said, you guys call clout. Yeah, I, I don't know I don't what know. the youngins these days are supposed uh, to be, but you know, to interpret this, but you know, the young seriously, boy. that's that's awesome. That meme was great. Yeah, like when uh, when I was little, you know, I've always wanted. He to. always wanted to be a meme. It's been my <laughs> dream. He made it. <laughs> yeah. I made it. I made it, mom. <laughs> but yeah, um, whatever your dream or goal may be, I think we want to leave off with hey, just try your best and be the best version of yourself. And if that's if you want to be a meme, then go be a meme. If you want to solve yeah. Rubik's cubes? Do that too. If you want to play the game of life, life the yeah. only game of life. Game of life, not Monopoly. Sorry, not Monopoly. And if you want to stay away from Tupperware, or maybe just use it for food. If you want to be a man, play Monopoly. But. Also, or just to keep hands. this inclusive, <laughs> anyone can play woman, the game of also, life. <laughs> if you want to be a woman, you can also play Monopoly. Game of life. Yeah, or the game Monopoly. of life. You know what? Right. Anyone can play both games. Yeah. But Monopoly. just remember, no one wants to get these hands. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> thank you and have a great day, guys. Bye.